Welcome to Bison Feedback on the Bison Basketball Radio Network, an opportunity to chant Bison Basketball with head coaches Marin Walseth of the NDSU Bison Ladies. And a little bit later on, Dave Richmond will join us from the NDSU Bison Men as the regular season winds down for both of these teams. We start tonight on Feedback with Marin Walseth, who had a busy day on Saturday this past weekend. It was an opportunity also to celebrate a senior uh, from Australia, that is Marina Whittle, and a game against uh, an opponent that I think uh, came in a little bit hungry and aggressive. Good evening, Marin. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you very much, Jack. It was a, uh, a lot rolled into one Saturday afternoon at Shields Arena, Marin. You had already said goodbye to the Benson Bunker Fieldhouse the week prior, and you did that with a victory, and Saturday was about uh, playing the final game in Fargo against an opponent. We'll start with your opponent, and then we'll get into what made the day special, obviously, for Marina, but you, you faced a Denver team on Saturday afternoon that was as hungry as you were, uh, Marin, and it appeared as much on Saturday as they kind of came out. Uh, they, were, they were chomping at the bit, weren't they, Marin? They were, you know, they were in, in a situation to compete uh, just like we were for, for a spot in the Summit League tournament, and you could see the hunger in their eyes, and they were, uh, they played at their pace, and, and you and I have talked a number of times about the pace that we, uh, we, we buy and want to play at, and, and Denver really was able to kind of slow us down, and they really played at their pace, uh, which at the end of the day was not the pace that was successful for us, uh, so that's a little disappointing in, in that respect, uh, but they, like you said, they did come in with, with a hunger that we couldn't quite uh, quite match. You've had a couple of young ladies in Tater Thunstead and Marina Whittle throughout the season, Coach, that that have uh, put up numbers, that have led the league and the leaders in scoring. Marina Whittle, for her, she has been near the top, if not at the top in rebounding this year. But there are also players that opposition keys on. Uh, was that going on a little bit Saturday afternoon? Were they keying on Marina or playing her a little closer to the vest and or Tater Thunstead on Saturday afternoon? Yes, you know, throughout the season, we've seen a variety of defenses, three twos, two threes, man, pressure, gapping. You know, we, our, our league is, is a good league and that there are a lot of different styles in the league. And Saturday afternoon, we were able to, uh, to go against something new and a little different in the triangle in two. So Denver really wanted to, to apply some pressure and really get in the space in, of Taylor and Marine. And I think there were times that that uh, stifled not only those two, but maybe more so the other three on the floor who, who weren't accustomed to being as open as they were and maybe rush shots or stuff they could attack when really the jump shot was available. Uh, so, so Denver's uh, different style of defense uh, gave us a little bit of, of, of you know, second-guessed ourselves a little bit. I am very proud of, of the kids who did take shots, and unfortunately, you know, someone like Kennedy Childers, who has been, you know, six for seven or seven for eight in other, in other games, didn't uh, have to shoot with that same amount of confidence, and, and by no means is it is it just rests on one person's shoulders, but I think she shot uh, unseasonably uh, below her average, had a couple of those shots gone in early in that, in that first quarter or second quarter, we, we may have had a very different ball game. Yeah, I think Marin uh, nails it right here, because if you look at the game on Saturday against Denver, and obviously all these games are important, and uh, you know the shots attempted for both teams were dead even at 55, the rebounds, North Dakota State was plus two in that. Uh, you shot a few more free throws than they did. Turnovers were, were minimal, really, when you look at the grand scheme. You had a few more than they did. But then I look at assists, and that was two to one in favor of Denver. And the balance that Denver had, they had a lady named Jordan Olt, who is a big, but they like to use her on the perimeter, Marin. And I think Denver really distributed the ball. And maybe for North Dakota State, when some of those shots weren't going for one individual, as you talked about, others tried to carry the brunt where Denver was able. To, to really get a balance on Saturday afternoon. Uh, fair to say? Yes, yeah, very fair to say. You know, they had three and double figures with a fourth uh, starter in Paige Bradley at nine. 
Uh, we were very concerned of, of Paige Farley kind of going off like she did at their place. And I thought we were able to c- control her, hold her in check a little bit more. But Denver was very patient in their offense, and they had a handful of shots taken with less than five on the shot clock uh, where they just wanted to work what they could do and, and really control the possessions of the game. Um, but as you mentioned, they passed the ball very well, and they got they had 14 assists on their 22 made field goals. So they got what they wanted more so than we got what we wanted. We'll put the game to bed here in a second, and certainly in our next segment, look ahead, because there's a lot on the horizon for North Dakota State ladies this upcoming uh, week, uh, coming up on Thursday night and uh, Saturday afternoon. But in that game, you know, Emily Spear ended up fouling out of that game, was one for six for the field. Poor Brooke Yegi, who's had some uh, resurgence and had big points, but in the last couple of games just hasn't been able to, to find that uh, that knack of, of, of scoring the basketball. Taylor Thunstead had a good shooting day at 7 for 11. Uh, Marinos, we talked about the pressure that was applied to her, but let's kind of lock into the Yaggies and, and Spears. Emily was trending so high, but then kind of got out of sync probably with that foul trouble. And for Brooke, I just want the kid to start putting that basket in the hole, Mark, for goodness sake. Let's talk about Emily and Brooke uh, as of late. Yeah, you know, Emily had been, come, had, played, had been playing and practicing very well in the last uh, week and a half, two weeks. Um, shooting about 50% from the field, had a couple double-doubles. Uh, I, know, I know that she was very confident in her play, and it's unfortunate when you get a couple tic-tac fouls, a moving screen here and over the back, you know, maybe a couple questionable calls. can really you know, take a post player who relies on her physicality and her ability to kind of be a bull in a china shop because that's her strength. Uh, you know, it, it, it takes a little out, wind out of your sails, so to speak. So it's unfortunate to see that that play into how Emily played, as I do think she has, you know, you alluded to, really been hitting her stride and, and playing very confidently. Uh, so that was that was unfortunate to see. But as you mentioned, we have a we still have more basketball to play, and I know Emily will be in the gym, and, and we'll get back in, you know, going in the right direction. Uh, but I, I thank you for also bringing up Brooke Yeager. That that kid has given us so much. Leader in the Charge Club, at you know a slender a slender size that she that she brings to the court, but her heart is so great. She communicates. She plays so hard all the time. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough to watch her constantly be a ping pong ball and and get you know bumped around out there. I, I think that she is a better shooter than maybe she's uh, let on the last couple of games. She struggled a little bit. And I think some of that comes with the with the playing heavy minutes and, and the legs not always being underneath her. Um, you know, she she played maybe 25 minutes all year last year and she's really stepped up her game all of her you know across the stat line all of her assists but there comes a time when your body is also feeling the fatigue and, and the first thing to go is your shot uh, not that she doesn't shoot a lot in practice and she doesn't work on it because she most certainly does uh, but game time is all, all, also a little bit different for her so uh, for all of the all of the players so you know she'll be back in the gym uh, she got a little bit little banged up a little beat up uh, she'll take a couple days off but uh, you know she'll She'll get herself back in the game because she's a competitor just like the rest of them. You bet. Marin Walsh joining us by some feedback tonight uh, coming up there at Western Illinois in Macomb and then it's on to Fort Wayne and that game we'll talk about probably has a very large degree of, of weight on it. Uh, both games do this week. In the final uh, minutes of our first segment here with you tonight, Marin, let's talk about the senior Marina Whittle. It, it, it didn't, the game didn't end in a win. It was a tough day for Marina. She had her family here but then after the game we realized that the game is one thing. No one one athlete is judged on one particular game, one particular day. It's the body of work, and what a body of work Marina Whittle has put in at North Dakota State. You're absolutely right. You know, one game does not define a season uh, for a team, and then one player does not define a team, and one game does not define a player's career. Um, I think if Marina could do it all over again, she'd, she'd want a different stat line from last night and a different outcome. But I'm very, very, very proud of, of what she's contributed on and off the court. 
uh, to this team. Leadership off the court, leadership on the court. Uh, she's one of the first in the gym. She wants to stay extra. She wants extra work. Um, you know, so in that respect, she's a delight to coach um, off the court. You never know exactly what she's going to say or what story she's going to bring up, but you know it's always going to be lighthearted and, and just the right amount of humor and the right amount of seriousness. Uh, so I think she's one of her teammates' favorite players to be around. Um, she's always she's always a good time. You, you, you know, Jack, she tells you stories about netball and other <laughs> right. other bizarre things that are very special and unique to, to Australia. And, and so the, the experience that our U.S. citizen players have because of Brittany Weave and because of Marina Whittle bringing an international flair and, and just different experiences, whether it's food or childhood experiences or the way they say things, uh, you know, it, it, it's neat to, to have that dimension on your team. Uh, I know that she has gained a lot from playing and living in the United States for four years, but uh, Bison Athletics, Bison Nation, and, and certainly our Bison players have learned an awful lot from her. Uh, our, our experiences have been richer because of her. So it's, it's neat to be able to honor her. It was neat to be able to honor her and to have her mom and her, her sister and her brother in the stands. Um, that was certainly a special a special time for all of them. That was really well said. Uh, Marn Wall said, joining us tonight, it is Bison Feedback. Uh, yeah, who knew what a Betcha Might sandwich, uh, sandwich says? I still don't, but after Marina explains it, I guess we know a little bit a little bit more on that. Welcome back, Marn. A couple of big games this week. Bison Feedback presented to you in part by Thunderseed, committed to meeting the changing needs of today's farmers by monitoring the latest technologies and incorporating that knowledge into high-yielding seed products. Thunderseed, linking today's farmer with tomorrow's technology, Call one triple eight six thunder. It's one triple eight six thunder. More Bison feedback next on the Bison Basketball Radio Network. Taylor Thunstead from downtown hits a three. Twenty eight on the shot clock. Game at two thirty. Whittle baseline jumper. Good aim, mate. Outlet comes big front court. Thunstead. No, the Cotchelders forget it. Thanks it in. TT to KC for two. We continue on Bison Feedback uh, on the Bison Basketball Radio Network. Let me tell you, higher yield, more oil, and a variety of profitable market. Segment, that's Mycogen brand sunflowers. Talk to your local Mycogen seed dealer about getting higher premium potential today. Dow AgroSciences Science Yield Success. We are with the head coach, NDSU Women's Basketball, Marin Walseth. And a couple of large ones uh, today, as I like to refer them, Large Marge. That's a shout to mom out there. Large Marges this week. One is Thursday, late afternoon uh, check the time, and then uh, Saturday is a 1 o'clock uh, tip at Fort Wayne. They're both big, Marn, because you're still battling for the top eight. Denver obviously did itself a favor with their with their victory Saturday afternoon at Shields Arena, but you guys can do yourselves in the, in the Bison a favor this week. Let's start first with Thursday when we look at Western Illinois. Certainly a gettable game for you, Coach. Uh, what, what do you know and what can you tell the fans about Western Illinois? Yes, well, first of all, we've, we've said numerous times over the course of the season, and most coaches believe the basketball season is uh, not a sprint but a marathon, and we are still running the marathon, and thank goodness it wasn't a sprint. Um, so we, we, as you mentioned, we go down to Western and Macomb, Illinois, for our Thursday game, and it was such a highly contested game here in Fargo, high scoring, uh, 96 or 86 to 82 or something crazy like that. So we know that we can put points on the board uh, against Western, Going into their place, obviously, it'll be a different environment, um, but our, our young ladies ha- understand and, and have a, a good sense of what it takes to compete specifically against, against Western, whether it's led by uh, Emily Clemens had a, had a huge night here at the, at the BBF, um, but Sophie Reichardt, uh, she does a nice job for them coming off the bench, Michelle Farrow and, and Ta- Taylor 
Higginbotham also played well, but it's not so much about what they do. It's, it's getting our players back on track because Emily Spear had a double-double against them. You know, Taylor had, had 23, Marina had 26. You know, so getting our players back in, in the flow uh, will be very, very important for us. Yeah, there's no question. That, that was uh, 176 points were scored that day. Uh, between Western Illinois and North Dakota State of the Benson Bunker Fieldhouse. And and you mentioned, uh, and maybe fans have got used to Sophie Reicheld over the years on this, and she had 14 that game. Kid that likes to uh, likes to put it up. You mentioned Higginbotham in that game, and they got a, a speedy little point guard, 27 points for, for Emily Clemens in that game. So it, it sounds like uh, this is going to be, you talked about pace. You and I chatted about this Saturday. You talked about it tonight on Feedback already. What kind of pace do you expect Thursday night? Maybe better question, Mark. What kind of pace do you want on Thursday night against this team? You know, we want a good pace. We don't want a track meet, um, but we want to be able to get out and run because that's what Taylor, when Taylor, you know, gets out and gets in the flow when Marina plays very well. That's how Yagi can get some points. Emily Spear running the middle of the lane. Uh, uh, Bree Jones doing the same thing. You know, it, it, it's the pace of, of being in an up-tempo style is how we can put points on the board and what works works very well for us without getting into a track meet. And I think uh, Western Illinois would say the same thing. They like to shoot a lot of threes. Uh, they put up t- 34 threes uh, against us the, the last time, and that's very normal for them. I, I think some of our fans might be like, oh, my gosh, you know, you got to defend the three, you got to defend the three. <laughs> well, yes, we have to defend the three, but they average 33s a game, so that's, that's part of their ammo. So defending the three-point line will be very key for us. But getting out and playing in transition is, is how we operate best. The Bison season fans, if you look into it, it, it really may come down, and obviously Thursday is big, but this may just come down to Saturday afternoon in a, in a grudge match between North Dakota State and Fort Wayne. You won the first uh, match, so to speak. That is a game uh, that uh, Bison won at uh, 94-85. That was a game where Marina Whittle had a fantastic day, 33 points and 18 rebounds. You and I talked in the first segment about Brooke Aggie. Boy, I tell you, she had her best game as a Bison that day against Fort Wayne, 25 points. I don't think she missed a free throw that particular game, Mar. And so uh, we zip past Thursday. I know that's the game in front of you, but humor us a little bit because Saturday may be a large one, Mar. It is. You know, we will our, our last regular season game and then two teams still with a lot left to be played for and a lot on the line. Uh, we will have some confidence going in, understanding that, that we were the successors the first time around, but with, uh, with a healthy respect, knowing that they're playing on their, you know, their senior night at, at home with just the same things on the table. Um, so I expect a very physical game. I expect a, a lot of, uh, of transition on both teams there, and I think it will be a highly contested game with, with our kids having a good head on their shoulders and then a great desire to continue playing basketball this year. It is, uh, last week I sat down with Corey Brown from the men's team, and we were talking about cliches in, in basketball, and one of the oldest cliches is tough to win on the road. Well, it's very true that it is tough to win on the road, and you can be, you're backed up by the numbers on this. Just go inside the summit, look at people's home records, look at their, their road records, and we find out that it is not easy to win on the road. I don't know what the purest definition why Corey had his thoughts about, you know, it's, it's not a common arena, so there's a comfortable factor in there. We went through a few of them, but Marin, you've played the game. You've obviously coaching the game. You've been at the highest major levels on this. I'm sure it played out the same a little bit for Penn State while you were there, whatever. Why do you think it is so tough uh, to pick up not just wins, but consistent wins on the road for most programs? I don't think it has so much to do with the visitors as it has to do with the home team. Being in, in a very comfortable environment, having additional family and friends or additional causes happening at home, 
Uh, certainly you've got your own band and, and I don't, you know, can't underestimate sleeping in your own bed and then having food that you're familiar with, sure. you know, so it's not, not, not one of those things is the reason that you are maybe more successful at home. But I think it's the, the collection of all, of all of that, of just the, com- the, the com- being so comfortable and the famili- familiarity of it all, you know, things don't rattle you as much, you know, you expect to see some of the things and, and feel some of the way you feel because you've done it so many times in that, uh, exact environment. Uh, so I think that adds to the level of confidence that home teams typically play with. You know, so I don't know that it's so much about, oh, you're not in your own bed. Well, the bed might be great. It's not so much that you didn't have your own food. You had, oh, the food might be great, but maybe it's more of the the summary of the parts as opposed to one one particular thing. But at the same time, you know, let's, let's, not, let's not act like it can't happen. There are plenty of right. teams that, that win on the road, uh, that, that win just one or two games on the road. Um, I, I know going out uh, in our non-conference schedule and, and winning – uh, three three games, one on a two on a, a neutral courts, but one on somebody else's home court. That was a big deal for our program at that time, and that's certainly something we will talk about. You know, leading up to, into this weekend, that we have done this. We're not trying to do something we haven't done, ladies. We we have done this this year, and we've done it last year. We won at their place last year. Uh, so you know, let's not count us out. Let's not act like the season's you know completely over. There's there's a lot to be played for, and and I feel personally as the coach and as the leader here, you know, we're in a very good spot based on some of the things that we've done last year there and, and previously this year. Um, so we'll pull out all of those, you know, we'll remind our players of all of those very positive things. Uh, and at the end of the day, it's still a basketball game. It's 94 feet. The rims are 10 feet tall. Uh, there'll be, you know, three refs and five kids out there. You know, why not us? <laughs> why right. not North Dakota State? And, and really, where you could almost use the opponent's home court against them if you come out and, and, and maybe throw the first couple of punches. And I'm sure that's what you're, you're aiming for on Thursday and Saturday afternoon, correct? Yes, uh, you know, it's, it's about what we do. We obviously have an opponent, and we will be very well prepared, and we will have scouted, but it's, it's what, what do we do and what do we do very well. And, you know, I'll ask the ladies uh, in the locker room before the game, what do you have to do special? And Brooke Yegi's going to say, not one thing, Coach. We just have to be ourselves. And then she's absolutely right. We have to be the very best we that we can be, the very best Emily Spear, the very best Bree Jones, the very best Megan Gamble. You know, if we're just the very best people that we can be, the very best players we can be, we will be happy with it. Got about a minute to 20 or so remaining. I'm Marin Walseth, our guest tonight on Bison Feedback. The ladies at Western Illinois on Thursday, late afternoon. That's at 5.30 because I think it's part of a, I believe it's part of a doubleheader, correct, Marin? There's the men. It is. Right? Yeah, it is. That's obviously a doubleheader with our men, uh, but we will uh, tip off at 5.30 local time. Um, and then their men will play after us. So it'll be good to be a, a part of a, of a fun environment there, too. Yeah, it should be a good house. And then 1 o'clock on Saturday afternoon, Kennedy Childers uh, looked like she got uh, dinged on the shoulder Saturday afternoon. Uh, she's wearing that big knee pad. The fans probably saw that, too, that came out to Shields. But outside of all the normal bumps and bruises, Marin, uh, how, can you tell us anything on, on Kennedy this Monday night? Kennedy is fine. She got the wind knocked out of her, and I think she was maybe a bit more scared than anything else. Uh, you know, knock on wood, her knees are fine, and, and I think it was it was more of a scare for her. So she she should be uh, good to go. Brookiegi did uh, did get run into the ground and kind of sat on. Um, so she's she's dealing with with that a little bit. So we'll know more uh, after uh, obviously a day of rest and, and getting in with the, with the training staff tomorrow. So we'll be able to get a better gauge on her. Um, but it, right now, it's not it's not what what injuries do you have? It, it's that possibly tape them all up and keep them all together and. And keep going. It's a, it's a good thing you got a good supply of duct tape in that training, training <laughs> kit this year because there have been some bumps and bruises. Marin, thanks for taking the time tonight, and uh, we'll see you on the road. I'll be with you this week, and then Thursday night or Thursday late afternoon, fans, a 5.30 tip-off. Uh, the Bison take it on Western. Thanks, Marin. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Jack.
Barnwell said, head coach, North Dakota State Bison Women. This is Bison Feedback coming up around the corner. Dave Richmond will join us. Bison men also have two big games this week. One is in Frost Arena Thursday night, and then they take that trip out to Denver to close out their regular season.